Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. This always makes me think of Les Nesman. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. WKRP in Cincinnati. Chai yes. Chai Rodriguez, right? <laughs> Rodriguez. Something like that, yeah. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail. But wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. This place really does have everything. Every seat, great seat to watch the game. They have all of the packages, including NFL Sunday ticket. They got a pool hall with 15 tables on Friday, Saturday, live music, no cover, and literally the best happy hour in Colorado. I would dare to say... This happy hour is better than any happy hour in the city of Baltimore. What do they got? Every single day, every day is happy hour, three until seven, two for one on wine, well, and drafts every single day. Unbelievable. Go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. I am super excited to bring on our next guest, Mark Viviano, sports director, WJZ Television in Baltimore. Uh, Vivs and I worked together at CNN too many moons ago. I had hair back then. Vivs, do you still have all your hair? Because you were well quaffed. <laughs> Goody, great to hear your voice. Your you, partner and your your partner Andrew must be a saint. He is working with you. He is. Uh, you know, thank you. Our, our <laughs> days at CNN, Goody was at no lack of energy, words, or opinions, which makes you perfectly suited for the role you're in. So it, it is good to hear your voice. Eric. You, you know what, though, all of us had opinions, didn't we? Some of us had were louder than us, like Berthew. He certainly had an opinion, right? Bartlestein, he had an opinion. And Cellini, he had an opinion, right? Oh, he did, yeah. Everybody did. But, Eric, yours were, yours were <laughs> unique. And I'm glad that the people in Denver get to hear it regularly. Vivs, it's great to hear your voice. Let's talk about the game on Sunday and the news coming out of Baltimore that Lamar Jackson missing practice for the second consecutive day. Listen, the Ravens and Greg Roman, they're going to say the right things. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. From what you know, and you are well tapped into that organization, how well is Lamar Jackson doing? Well, I think he's going to be fine, but it, it does beg the question of long-term you know, effects of the style of play. He's taken more hits than any quarterback in the NFL through the first three games. He's been hit 44 times, and when you are a quarterback who runs as often as he does, you do put yourself at further risk. I, I think the hardest hit he took was actually on a 31-yard breakaway. And instead of going out of bounds, as he, is, he seems to have learned to have done, but he took on a defender, and it was a pretty significant thud that ended that run. I, I don't know that that was the play that did it. It's interesting because he spoke with us at his scheduled press availability on Wednesday with no mention of anything like that. Then just was not 
at practice. So um, I think he'll be fine. This is the the first time in his or second time in his career, I believe it is, he's missed two consecutive practices due to injury. He had a COVID absence last year, but you know we'll see. But you know a back injury. I mean, you don't have to be a football player to know what that can do to your mobility. And he's uh, he can be an elusive guy. So we'll see what, if any, effect this has come Sunday. Now, you alluded to the fa- to it, and it's something that's obvious when you watch him, is that he is trying to run away from contact, trying to get to, trying to, uh, get to the sideline. If he can't do this, how long do you think he ends up lasting? Well, that, that's been kind of the debate from the start. Um, anytime you have a quarterback who is rushing for a thousand yards, um, it makes you wonder if he is putting himself in harm's way. And, you know, what is the value of that? Um, I, I think what he brings in terms of his dynamic ability, I mean, he was a unanimous, most valuable player in 2019. I think it's clear what he can bring and what he's capable of, and it does lead to fair questions about long-term viability. You know, many have said, and I think there's a point to be made, that, you know, you can get hit in the pocket and not know where it's coming from, where if and when you're running with a ball, especially if you're as elusive as him, as Lamar Jackson, and as fast, you can kind of direct when you're going to get hit or avoid it um, by just to increases rate of survival avoiding it is best but you can't avoid everything it's still football so uh how long he lasts is kind of a lingering question and when a guy misses two practices after just the third game because of a sore back you know it's fair game to say come on dude th- this could be an issue we are talking with mark viviano he's the sports director at wjz in baltimore he's also a man who has only run 21 more marathons than me that's it only 21 run- vivs You've run fourteen? No, I've I've run zero. I've run. Oh, no, I've well, run none. I'm a, you got an old bio. I'm up to thirty five of them. Well, the, you know what? You're, I'm not you're bragging. Sti- I just want the, I just want the facts to be correct. That's all. You were always very an arrogant. You were always a, a very arrogant guy when we knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is about Vivs. He is one of the most humble guys you will ever meet. But yes, they need to update your bio. Uh, for sure, because they only have you 21, but they it did say you finished 109th, is that right, in the Boston Marathon? Do we have another update on that, too? No, that's, there's no further updates, and that was probably just an age group finish, so oh, it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's all, all good. good. Okay. Not, and it's not important. Uh, uh, back to Lamar. Uh, he, he always puts up big numbers, uh, certainly when you combine rushing and passing, and they're like mad numbers, but he had his worst game against the Lions. Do you think that his back had anything to do with it? I don't. I think the worst thing about that game, it's, it's funny. I don't know how many of your listeners actually saw much of the game. The number of drop passes in that game <laughs> uh, prohibited the Ravens from that being a blowout. Uh, Marquise Brown was the, 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 the greatest culprit. He dropped three passes, two of which were sure touchdowns. Uh, Sammy Watkins dropped one. The Ravens have an 11.8% drop rate, which is the highest in the NFL. Uh, that's, you know, so if you look at the stats at the end of the game and see that they beat the, the lowly Lions by two points, you, you said it. He had a bad game. 
he didn't have a bad game. Mm. Lamar Jackson's why they won the game. It wasn't just Justin Tucker. Jackson won that game for them, um, and his receivers nearly lost it for him. Uh, that was uh, an un- I don't want to say uncharacteristic because Hollywood Browns had issues with that before. He's their first round draft pick, and when he's on, he's as good as anybody. But when he drops passes, it, it you can you can almost see it in his face that it's in his head that he has a bunch of them. So that's what happened in Detroit. Mar, uh, Lamar Jackson did not have a bad game. He got sacked four times. Their offensive line has serious issues. There's no doubt, especially with Ronnie Stanley still out. He's not going to play Sunday. Um, so they got guys. They got new guys in new places, and it's not looking good up front for them. And that, that that just makes Lamar Jackson's job a little bit harder. And Ronnie Stanley, I'm glad you mentioned him because, of course, with the Broncos, they have Von Miller, who's off to a good start. They line him up over left tackle, right tackle, and with Stanley out, do you think they try to position him over the left tackle and capitalize on that matchup? Yeah, and the left tackle is Alejandro Villanueva, who is actually at his more comfortable position. He was a starting left tackle in Pittsburgh for six seasons. They brought him to Baltimore to play right tackle after they traded Orlando Brown Jr. to Kansas City. Then, with Ronnie Stanley now out, and that's, that's an issue, because Ronnie Stanley just signed a $100 million contract last year, missed the last half of last year when he broke his ankle. That surgery may not have taken well, because he played one game, now he's back um, not practicing. So, uh, Villanueva had a very good game against Kansas City, against their rush, and they have a pretty decent front line Kansas City does. Their defense overall isn't great. Uh, yes, to answer your question, Von Miller will be taking his uh, his chances with Alejandro Villanueva. And if you guys or any of your listeners, just look for the highlight of the touchdown pass that Lamar Jackson threw to um, uh, that one went to Devin Duvernay. Look at how Alejandro Villanueva is pushed backwards as if on skates and pushed into Lamar Jackson. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. it early, Eric. He Jackson avoided a sack by by tackle by his own left tackle and made that touchdown pass. And that's what I'm talking about. That Lamar Jackson's actually overcoming drops and poor offensive line play to produce what he has to this point. So, yes, Von Miller is uh, his name's been mentioned many times here in Ravens practice in the uh, in the lead up to this game. Vince, when you look at the Ravens historically and you look at their defense, you always say. How do you even attack this team? Because they're so loaded everywhere. You guys have had a bunch of injuries. Our old friend Derek Wolf, he hasn't practiced, I believe, in the last couple of days. If you're the Broncos' offense, and oh, by the way, I know that your offensive line is is banged up. The Broncos have been missing their starting two offensive guards in practice the last couple of days as well. So you guys, including Clayus Campbell, could feast up the middle because of the Broncos' shortcomings potentially on the offensive line. But looking at your defense, where are the holes and where could the Broncos attack and have some success? In the second half of the Detroit game, and Detroit was shut out for the first half, Jared Goff and their offense came out with swing passes to the running backs and Mm. just gouged Mm -hmm. that defense, gouged them. The the big question mark for the Ravens right now are the two – second-year linebackers. Patrick Queen, a first-round pick out of LSU, and Malik Harrison out of Ohio State. They are not looking good. 
uh, mm. especially in coverage. T- tight ends can do well against those guys. Running backs out of the backfield are doing well against those two. Tyus Bowser actually is very good in coverage, or generally has been. He showed up against Detroit, but he had not played real well the first two games. I mean, this Ravens defense, and you mentioned it, Eric, they, they, that's been their calling card for pretty much their history. They have given up more passing yards than any team and were second last in the league in yards against uh, going into Detroit. So that's where you can get them. You can get them on the short passes. You've got linebackers who struggle to cover. Um, and those linebackers, too, aren't really good about getting off blocks and stopping the run. Uh, and this is a town that's erected a statue to, to, to Ray Lewis. So the standard's real high here when it comes to that. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but Patrick Queen was a first-round draft pick, and let's just say he's still learning. Yeah, it's funny because one of the things we were talking about is if you're Baltimore and you want to try to maybe exploit the Broncos where they're weak, it actually maybe involves using those linebackers less in coverage and more to kind of supplement the interior rush and, and blitz up the middle because the Broncos are looking at starting a a a, a first a rookie at one guard spot, a second year guy at another guard spot who's filling in, and then they have a second year center, so they're kind of young and experienced because of injuries up the middle. But that's prob- that probably might be the way to go rather than have the, try to disrupt disrupt the Broncos' passing game as at the pass rather than have those guys drop into coverage because it doesn't sound like they can keep up with Noah Fant and Albert Oakley been on that tight end. Yeah, it'll be interesting when you talk about you know how the, how the Broncos will be defending the Ravens, but Justin Houston will be back. He missed the last game as a close contact COVID you know, mm-hmm. concern. Uh, he's fully healthy. He's a guy who I'm sure the Broncos are familiar with from his days with Kansas City. He's been a mile high. Uh, he hasn't done a whole lot yet. Uh, but that's a guy who I could see flashing uh, in Denver uh, if, if, if the Ravens are going to have a pass rush. They had two sacks against Detroit. Both of them were defensive backs, um, Chuck Clark and Tavon Young, just mm-hmm. on corner blitzes. You know, and, and they'll do that. Oh, uh, Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator, he blitzes more than anybody. He do, he'll bring everybody. He'll just do it all the time, sometimes to their detriment. But um, – you know they're all they're also talking about the fact that Teddy Bridgewater gets rid of the ball pretty quickly too. So mm-hmm. all things to consider um, in this in this matchup for sure. Vivs, I have no doubt that you are hands down the best television sportscaster in Baltimore. But I want to help you out to even put yourself further past everybody else. I don't know if I have watched a Broncos game this year or any year in which a color guy has pronounced this guy's name correctly. He's a tight end for the Broncos. Everybody calls him Albert O. And actually, Mace just said his name. I just texted you his name. This is not great radio. Look at your text. and I'm going to ask you to try and pronounce it. We're going to give you the correct pronunciation because if he scores a touchdown, you're going to be the only one in town. The only one in town who pronounces his name correctly, because I can promise you the guys in the broadcast will totally butcher it. So look at your text right now, and you tell me how you pronounce this guy's name, or actually I'll help you out. You ready? I'm, I'm guessing because I don't know. Go ahead. What do you got? I'm going to go with uh, Oakley Bonham. Okay. You're as close as anyone I've ever yeah. heard. Albert Okawebenam. Okawebenam. Okay. 
Okay. Albert Okwebanon. Yeah. Okay. Okwebanon. Gotcha. So when he scores a touchdown, if he scores a touchdown, you'll be the only guy in town who pronounces his name correctly. That's our gift. That's our gift to you. And uh, my gift to you guys is if uh, a defensive tackle uh, for the Ravens, Justin <laughs> Matabique. <laughs> are you going to be? I, go ahead. No, if he if he happens to get to the quarterback, you'll you'll know how to say it. There we go. Are you going to be at the game on uh, Sunday? No, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been to the Mile High City since the Mile High Miracle, oh. and I do a I do a weekly show with uh, Tory Smith, who uh, scored two touchdowns in that game right. with the Ravens, and uh, and he was just saying that he and Jacoby Jones were just together the other night, reminiscing about that night. So that was my last time there. I will not be traveling this week, um, but. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly be watching as the game is airing on CBS here in Baltimore. I think that's the last time we probably saw each other was at that Might game. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while, and that was quite a game. I'll tell you a quick little nugget, okay? So we we all know what happened to Flacco's pass, right? So I was one of the few people in the press box at the time because everybody was standing on the field waiting for the game to end, expecting a Broncos win. And Ozzie Newsom and his, their entire, his entire crew had their – trench coats or had their coats on their briefcases yep. and they were standing behind me I, I, me and my old partner les shapiro were the only two guys probably in the press box at the time and they were all standing there waiting to hit the elevators and the pass happened and you know there's no cheering in the press box they yeah. went nuts and then they <laughs> ran back to their seats <laughs> i've uh, i've seen that uh scene number of times and i can tell you this I was actually, I was one who had departed the press box to get down to the field for the ending of what was assumed to be a Ravens loss in that playoff game. I'm walking through the tunnel and I can, I'm looking up and I see the ball in the air. And as it's caught, I hear the the silent, the stunned silence of of a crowd that just saw the Ravens tie the game in that manner. And I'm standing next to Sal Palantonio and he just turned to me like, did that just happen? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's funny for those of us who cover the game. You know, we can kind of remember the places we've been. We've been when these big moments happen. It's, it's not. It, it's not always uh, uh, so glorious, is it? Well, that play certainly was, and it wound up getting you a Super Bowl. And then Joe Flacco came here, and he was just terrific. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, I think Baltimore got the best of Joe. Yeah. You know, he's still getting a paycheck with the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I'll give him credit. He keeps showing up and people keep paying him. So God bless him. Dude, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but but I'm in my 50s. The fact that you and I are still getting paychecks in this business after being in this business for a long time, that's as big of a miracle as Joe Flacco still getting a paycheck. It's a great country, Eric. Unbelievable. Vivs, thanks for your time, pal. Anytime, guys. Good to chat with you. Be well. Pleasure. See you, man. Mark Viviano from WJZ in Baltimore. Coming up after the break, Von Miller today said the Baltimore game is a playoff game. Playoffs? Really? That's next.